Canary T Robot. Today we have our, a guest. I think he is the farthest from me that I've with a guest that I've ever spoken to. Um, Nikita, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure, Kayla. Uh, hi, my name is Nikita. Uh, well, Nick for short, if you don't like Russian names. <laughs> um, so I live in Russia. I currently reside in the capital, Moscow. Um, yeah. Uh, now what do you do, Nick? Nick? Oh, yeah, Nick's <laughs> fine. Um, well, right now I am currently employed as a 3D modeler and texture artist, uh, for a company, but in my spare time I do digital art, digital 2D art. Which is amazing. I wish I had that kind of talent. You have no idea. Um, oh, I mean, talent is overrated. <laughs> Um, when, now, how did you first uh, start getting into art? Let's start from your childhood or teenagehood. When did you start drawing or start getting into art in general? Well, I have been doodling, I guess, like everyone else, like since I was a little kid. Uh, and it actually runs in the family. Uh, my dad, uh, who I think, unfortunately, didn't pursue a career in art, he's, he, he's really good in it. And mm, I remember one time when we were cleaning out a uh, our country house, I found his old notebooks and textbooks from school, and they were all covered in doodles. And he used to draw like only cowboys and Indians for some reason, but they were really great. Um. So yeah, but I actually, I don't have any like formal education in art. Uh, my parents decided that maybe there is not much money in it or, you know, maybe it's not stable. So I actually uh, have a degree in linguistics. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I used to study uh, Finnish language as well as English, but... You know, English for a long time. As Finnish, I I did a degree in it, but I like I only know separate words from it right now because I don't actually do it in any capacity. Well, um, how did you get into the um, artistic field then uh, as a career? Well, when I was uh, in my second year of my university, I realized that I don't really actually like what I'm doing that much. So I thought, well, uh, but the thing is, if you don't um, finish your degree, then you're actually conscripted into army here in Russia. Oh, really? Yeah, you have to do a, when I was uh, at the university, it was like, you have to go there for like two years, mm -hmm. depending on where you are situated. So if they like send you into the Navy, then you're going to do three years. If you're in infantry, you're doing two years. Now it's one year, I think, for everyone. But still, so if you have a degree, so you you, you are getting um, this time off, and, and then after you do a degree, they will still conscript you unless you do uh, military training while you're at the university. 
So I couldn't like say, okay, I don't like this uh, field. I'm going to major in something else. Like I'm going to uh, stop studying linguistics. Then I would have to go to army, and I didn't want to do that. So I finished my courses, and then I went to do completely different jobs. Uh, I started uh, in photography. I did standard photography, freelance stuff like you do uh, portfolios for actors. Um, stuff like that. No. Um, and uh, with photography, how did you get into that? Um, well, one of my classmates at the university, uh, he had interested in it. He had interest in it, and he, he kind of dragged me along with him. Mm-hmm. We went, uh, we went on some courses, and I found it really fascinating. I started really reading magazines about it. I was actually more interested in retouching than the actual process of making photographs. We start, studied film, actually. I mean, uh, film photography. But I, I was much more interested in doing something in Photoshop, so I bought books about it, looked for tutorials and started doing that and after I finished my university I thought well okay I'm going to be a photographer for now Uh, but then I realized that photography doesn't give you that much control over the image that you want to do so I thought okay and then I'm going to draw the things that I want to see and not not try to find a model that I want to to have uh, you know tried composing it with some background I thought okay I'm going to do it start to finish so I'll be drawing then Mm-hmm. Now, um, how did you find work as a freelance artist? Um, did you use the internet or did you network? Uh, what sort of ways did you go about finding these people to for your next job? Do you mean in photography? Uh, I mean, we could start with photography and then... Um, uh, I guess we'll start with photography and then see how you came into um, uh, 3D modeling or your other artwork as well. Um, sure. Well, I actually uh, found a f- nine-to-five job right away after oh, really? I finished my university. Yeah, yeah. They were hiring uh, for a uh, for a marketing company. We did uh, 360 panoramas of uh, hotels, um, restaurants, stuff like that. So we, you come to to a venue, you set up your thing, you'll make like six different six shots from the same place, and you, then you glue them together to make a uh, virtual panorama, so you can scroll through it uh, on a website. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I kind of lucked out on that. Uh, it, as far as freelance, well, I have I had a lot of friends who started acting at the time, so they kind of directed their friends and their classmates to me, so I could work with them. Mm. Okay. I still I st- Yeah, that's good. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm still listening. And well, the internet also helps a lot. Uh I'm not I wasn't using Facebook at that point. I still don't actually. We have this uh kind of Russian version of Facebook here. It's called Vkontakte. Which is basically the same thing. So you advertise there. You find groups where people are looking for photographers. You know, like uh, F- huh. I don't remember the abbreviation. It's something like Time for Print Photography, where you actually nobody pays no one. You just you know 
you putting your uh, photography skills and the model uh, puts in her or his modeling skills and you like work for this result together. So, so after photography, you said you went into um, actually drawing? Well, yeah, I, uh, at some point I went to a course, but it was very relaxed. It was like once a week, uh, you would go and paint with uh, people who are not, well, they weren't really interested in art, I think. It was just trying to spend their time in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, well, I always was interested in drawing because as all the people right now, I think I love video games, and I thought, well, this, the concept art looks cool, so I'm going to look for ways, like I'm going to look for a tutorial to like, how to do concept art, and I'll do things like that. But then I actually realized that uh, you got to start from the bottom, from mm-hmm. the very start. So I bought a huge book about classical techniques uh, and started from the you know spheres and cubes and shading and perspective, all that sort of stuff. Start from the very start. Uh, what's the? Do you remember the title of the book? Or um... well, it's a Russian author, so I'm not sure that'll <laughs> tell. It'll tell you anything. Uh, as well, as far as the international authors are, uh, are concerned, I have a book by uh, Bamas. I think his name is a Deutsch uh, German German author, who is very. Uh, was very prolific in terms of teaching, uh, and he has this great book on anatomy. I think Gottfried Gottfried Bamis, I think his name. Huh. interesting. Um, another thing I uh, wanted to ask too is, um, uh, I mean, do you still do photography now, or are you more uh, uh, concentrated on three D modeling, or what? What's your currently your main source for artwork? Well, um, maybe I'd like to, but unfortunately my gear is all dusty now. It's just all stuck in a cupboard somewhere. I'm not even sure where most of my stuff is. Uh, I do know where my lenses are and where my body, the camera body is, but other than that, you know, it's it's all about time, as with anyone. I guess so. You have a nine-to-five job, then you like uh, where I do like my 3D stuff and texturing stuff, which is not very artistic. It's a construction company basically, so we're doing stuff for construction companies where we uh, visualize uh, building processes, stuff like that. So it's not very fulfilling in terms of artistry. Um, but when I come home, I do mostly my 2D stuff. And do you freelance that, or um, is it just for yourself? Well, I recently started uh, like doing commissions for DeviantArt, stuff like that. But before that, I just never felt at a level where I would be comfortable offering my services for money. I still like I'm still kind of fifty-fifty on that because. Uh, you know, you like go to a website like an art station, for example, where professional artists are showcasing their work and portfolios, and you think, Jesus Christ, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm awful. I'm horrible. I can't draw anything, and you kind of get discouraged a bit. But then I thought that 
uh, channeling this envy into uh, training, it's a better course of action. And, you know, until you try, you never know if you're good enough or not. So I just, uh, okay, I'll just throw this thing in. I'll open commissions and stuff like that. And some people seem to be interested in it, which is great. But it's not in any way comparable to a full-time job, of course. Of course. Um, I mean, it's always depends on the person. Some people, um, I mean, myself um, included, actually enjoy having that full-time job uh, to know where my next paycheck is coming. But then there's others who are very happy with that flexibility, um, uh, artists especially, uh, with... Um, and if, if they're lucky to have uh, enough customers and clients uh, who would like their artwork, and that sometimes is the goal for others. So I think it always depends on the artist, to be honest. I mean, what do you think? Well, I think it's fine if you're making like 10K on Patreon and some stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but it takes a lot of work to put yourself on this level it's a lot of networking a lot of self-promotion and you know who knows like maybe in you know in some years time we can all get there but as of today i too enjoy the uh stability and comfort of a nine to five and also paid leaves are great in, oh, this, yes. in this regard i get paid leaves too and they're really nice <laughs> um now, uh, what type of uh, materials do you use? Um, by that, I mean, do you uh, uh, can you tell me like uh, what type of camera you use or uh, what type of programs do you use? Well, I, I would, I would, I wouldn't like want to talk that much about photography because you know it's really not my focus focus anymore. Right. Uh, in terms of drawing, uh, well, I still sketch using traditional media a bit, like. Pens and pencils, but it's just for sketching. If I don't have a tablet handy, because I do, I do have a portable uh, thingy. I think it's with with a Wacom screen where you can draw like, and it's a mobile thing, so it's it's great. But um, when I use my desktop, I use uh, there's this program called Krita. It's K R I T A. Uh, it's like the best painting application I ever saw, really. Uh, I switched completely off of Photoshop just to, to that. Um, can this be they, bought? They have this... Oh, oh I was going to ask, can it be bought uh, internationally? It's, or? It's, actually, it's free. It's oh. 100% open source program. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can Google it. It's They do have a paid version if you like want to support uh, the developers, you can buy it on Steam, you can buy it through their website, but if you want to get, like, I don't think they um, they paywall any of their functions, so you're getting, like, full package anyway, which is great, and their brush engine is very good, like, most of the stuff that, you know, you might have seen recently is drawn, like, start to finish in Krita. Um, I do some color grading and stuff like that in Photoshop or if I knew, if I do need to like skew something, uh, you know, modify some perspective things, or use a uh, liquify, I will use like Photoshop. But most of the time, I draw in Krita. Nice. Uh, do you? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. I, I was gonna ask, do you use that for your three D modeling as well, or? Uh, well, it's not a. Uh, f for texture work, I mean, well, 
you can do textures and create a, and it's a, another good thing about it is that it has a wraparound mode, so you can uh, draw seamless textures. So it will, like, if if you go beyond the bounds of your digital canvas, it will continue on the other side of your canvas. So you can just, if you need like something that tiles perfectly, you can just use that. But no, no, of texturing, it's mostly Photoshop and other specific uh, software that pertains to texturing. And for 3D modeling, I use Blender, which is another open source, completely free application. Nice. That's good to know, because um, I know a lot of um, artists tend to use Photoshop, and they've had to search outside and will actually pay for better um, uh, applications. And, but to hear there's another, there's an actual free one that does really well is good to hear. Well, I'm sure there may be some drawbacks for specific artists. I, I can't say for everyone, because all, uh, all artists have their own like needs. Uh, and spe specific requirements for the software, but it just covered everything I wanted it to do. And I, th I think the market is a bit oversaturated in terms of applications because if you go like on Steam or whatever, you will see like five, six. Like you have what you have Artrage, Open Canvas, uh, uh, and I'm not sure if people actually paint in GIMP, but you know maybe you can paint in GIMP. You have what Sci or uh, Paint Tool Sci. There's a lot of them, and some some of them are, you know, I found a bit lacking. Oh, Manga Studio I like as well a lot, but haven't used it in a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just had the question and I lost it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sorry. Was, it's okay. It's okay. No worries. Um. Oh. Um. Uh. Now, I know. Uh, I know that with, um, oh god, I'm so sorry, uh, this is what happens when you, uh, try and do an interview early in the morning, you, your brain doesn't click as well, um, oh, um, you know, editing, will fix everything in editing, that's oh, alright. It's, it's, it's a miracle. What kind of, uh, style of artwork do you like to draw in? By that, I mean, uh, what sort of sources do you like to draw or what sort of materials do you like to draw? Uh, yeah, this is actually another topic uh, that I found really interesting. Uh, you'll hear a lot like, what do you draw like manga, anime, like comic, Western comic style. I think that if you were, this, this is for all of the, you know, aspiring artists out there. Uh, if you want to like draw, uh, if you want to do art, visual art, like start from the classics and because Every style out there, almost every other style out there, like the ones I mentioned, are basically downgrades from the classical drawing. So if you know your basic stuff, like, then you can actually easily go and simplify your art to fit the the styles like you, you mentioned, that I mentioned. You didn't mention them. <laughs> um, so I, I tried... Uh, I tried to do like semi-realistic stuff mostly. I'm I'm not actually leaning anywhere in terms of uh, influences. I do like a lot of artists with very um, with very um, how should I put it um, recognizable styles. If you like Mike Mignola, who did uh, Hellboy, uh, you can instantly know who drew that. 
Uh, I do like his work. Um, but myself, I really like, and I do enjoy uh, the Eastern um, aesthetics in terms of like manga, anime. I do like that a lot, but I just don't do this myself. Sometimes when people when people ask me to do it, I will I will try to like I'll look at how do they how they do it, how it differs from you know, your basic uh, anatomy, what you should adjust for that. And I actually did start, like, uh, when I was a kid, I used to love Sailor Moon, like, the biggest fan ever. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and then, I, and then it kind of, I started trying to draw, uh, like, Japanese style, but it didn't go anywhere, it would be all over, uh, the, the proportions would be wrong, like, I, I don't even mention anatomy or anything like that, it was all horrible, so, like, if you want to be good, I, th I think you should also always have this good basics, good classics. Uh, what do you consider are the classics? Well, I mean what they teach you in anatomy classes when you go to an oh. art school. Oh, okay, like, um, actually... Is there a better word for it? Fun fundamentals? No. Uh, I get what you mean, but, like, actually looking at uh, an original person and try to draw, and draw what they look like in terms of anatomy, in terms of looks. You, uh, when I'm, th sorry, when I hear classics, I'm thinking, like, oh, like, classical artists, um, but I get what you mean, though. Not ju Don't just go from a certain style. Actually look at the, hu if you're going to draw a human, look at the human form and the actual human form itself. Yeah, but that that is always the best starting point, I think, uh, because before I actually studied that, you would you will always I would always try to like copy existing works. Uh, you know how when you like buy buy a book like how to draw this, and you will like do it, but you don't actually get how to do it. Like you try to copy the finished result, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can reproduce it from memory and like make. Uh, small adjustments, but in the end, like you will not be able to do it from from head, like uh, from imagination. You will always need this reference point. Uh, and if you study uh, the proportions and all that stuff, like, you have it in your head already. So it's it's that's good. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a good. One. That's actually really good advice. Um, now. Do you, uh, um, in terms of uh, uh, your current job, um, what other experience uh, do you have in other uh, jobs where you've had to use your talents in artistry? Because um, you say you're working at a construction company. What else have you done in the past? Well, it's not, a, it's not a necessarily a construction company. It's just that most of the work we do uh, is for construction companies because I think oh. it's the most it's the most lucrative thing to do nowadays because, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Housing, uh, like, mm, trying to find a, a good word for it. Um, like, no matter what the situation is... You will, you know, houses will always sell, like flats and apartments will always sell, and this is why we do most of our work for construction companies. Got it. That's what I meant. Um, but we did other projects, but um, so yeah, about uh, other stuff where I worked. Well, I actually had like three three day jobs 
total. So it was the the photography one, this one, and before that I did uh, graphic design for a textile company. How'd you get that job? Um, well, uh, I got laid off from my first one, uh, and then there was a, a half a year intermediary period where I didn't do anything, which was harsh, but I looked for any opportunity possible, and I was al- I was already uh, to go to a job at a call center, but fortunately, uh, an advertisement surfaced for a position of a graphic designer to do advertisement. Uh, well, well, you know, like identity design, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Graphic designers do business cards, catalogs, all that sort of thing, and well, I. Did their, they had an assignment to uh, check if you're ready for this position, and I think I think they found me skillful enough. So yeah, I worked there for like three years, I think, and then I switched to my new job because it pays more. Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, how's your experience been with both jobs so far? Uh, well. Then again, I don't actually. Well, I don't have any like formal training in like 3D, so I had to t- teach that to myself. And this is what, well, the first like half a year was kind of rough because I I would have to like learn a lot of things on the fly. So I'll have an assignment, uh, and I'll say, okay, yeah, sure, I know how to do this, and, I, and then I'm desperately like googling stuff, looking for ways to do it. But it turned out all right. I st- I managed to like uh, then again fulfill all the expectations of my employer. I I hope. <laughs> I mean, uh, the pre- go ahead. Um, and the previous job, it it was okay. It was okay. I'm much I much more comfortable in like 2D like than I am at the moment in 3D graphics. So it was it it was taxing, but. Then again, uh, when you have a specific uh, rule set you have to follow in terms of uh, you know corporate design policy, it's it's actually a bit more mechanical than you might think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it wasn't. I think it's a bit easier to do this than to do like uh, then again concept art for a new project. Like if you're doing 2D art, if you're doing illustrations and stuff like that. Yeah, I've heard um, both good points and bad points about working a nine-to-five job that where you actually do have to use your art talents or your art skills. Um, from what I've gathered, it's like it's great to have that full-time stability, but then there's also the fact that, as you mentioned, that it's I, you don't feel as creative as you could be and have to look elsewhere. Yeah, it's a bit. You can feel a little stagnant. When you do it for quite a while, then again, uh, everything is in your hands, basically. So you can always come to your supervisor with a proposition, say, okay, I want to do this thing. You're like, wouldn't it be cool if we had this thing? And, you know, you, you might actually get, like, both uh, the artistic fulfillment and the monetary one if you are proactive, I think. All right. Um, we're actually coming up to um, the ending point, so uh, why don't we wrap it up? 
Uh, do you have sure. any last minute advice for uh, any listeners out there who would be interested in uh, being a graphic artist? Um, well, draw a lot. Um, the more the better. Um, always um, be envious. Envy is good. Envy is your best friend. Always look at stuff that's better than yours. And, you know, in our current climate, it's really easy to find because I, I, I will, I call it depression time. Like every day I have this point where I will just fire up a professional artist and I'll go, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's, that's a, that's a good thing. I think you can stimulate yourself very well with this. Um, Never forget to work on your basics, even if you, because it's easy to uh, get into this sort of, you know, routine where you draw pretty much the same stuff over and over again, especially if you're doing like commissions and stuff like that, I think, because most of the time you'll be drawing like characters and you'll say, okay, I'll draw a human body and this is good. But always challenge yourself with stuff you don't like to draw. Is I, for example, I don't. I'm very bad at like robots and animals and architecture, so I will I will never showcase that. But I do it a lot. I'll just sit and draw robots for like a day. And they all horrible, but you know. Yeah. Um, no. That, that's about it. <laughs> uh, where can um, listeners find you if they want to see your artwork or learn more about you? Um, so, like I've said, I'm on DeviantArt. Uh, it's Nick, N-I-C-K, Kawa. It's K-A-U-R. It's an Estonian last name, which I do have. And I also am on Twitter, at Nick Kauer as well. Um, and I think... I, I, well, you can also, if you are interested in Russian social media, you can always find me at vk.com slash Nick Kaur. Fantastic. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.